Thank you for joining the Saddle School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, November 7th, we look at Lesson 6, More Lessons from the Master Teacher. Join us as we find out even more from our Master Teacher, Jesus Christ Himself. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, so here we are for Sabbath, November 7th, more lessons from the Master Teacher. And uh, this is from the story of Blind Bartimaeus, uh, Mark 10, verse 52, New King James Version. For our memory text, it says, Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. What a great way to kind of continue this lesson as we're looking at Jesus as the master teacher and looking at the way that Jesus touched people's lives. Yeah, and I, I would elaborate more on this, but I know we're going to get to it on Friday. So right. we'll hold off. And I say, let's <laughs> go straight into to Sunday's lesson, which is instead of hiding. Yeah, well, we've got um, just a classic passage of Scripture, uh, what we usually describe as the fall. I'm not going to read this whole passage. I encourage our listeners to take the time to read through the first 11 verses of of Genesis. Uh, But the bottom line is you have the serpent that kind of comes along. And the crucial question actually is in verse 1. Uh, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So there's this temptation that comes and um, she's kind of evaluating that, how to make that decision, uh, whether or not uh, that is actually, uh, she can trust God in his word. And, uh, And of course, the serpent promises, you'll know the difference between good and evil. And of course, we know the end of the story. Yes, we do. she, (laughs) she, (laughs) She doubted, she took the fruit, and she ate, and as it says, her eyes were opened, except for it was opened a little differently than what she thought it would be. <laughs> um, not all education is a good education. No, it's not. Uh, and I think this is the classic example of this is, um, you know, I think back in my own life and experience, there's some things I kind of wish I didn't know. And <laughs> and I think this is the, the case for Eve, because uh, immediately afterwards, it says that uh, after her eyes were opened and they discovered they were naked and they went and made themselves some clothes from fig leaves. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so here you have this um, context that we're looking at redemptive history, redemptive education, and we're looking at Jesus. And, and we don't understand what redemptive education is, Jesus as our teacher, master teacher, if we don't know where we came from. Ah, very very good, right? Uh, yeah. when we know where we come from and also learning from someone else's mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we find out. Yeah. We find out more about God. And, and I, the other thing I think is really important from this passage is that God is engages uh, Adam and Eve. He, he takes the initiative. He doesn't wait for them to come to him. He actually goes to them, starts asking, where are you? And it reminds me of, uh, you know, some of the teachers in my life aren't the ones that waited for me to come to them that actually took the initiative. Hey, um, I'm checking in on you. (laughs) Where where are you, so to speak? And I love that picture of God, that God takes the initiative. You know, and ultimately that answer was, uh, uh, that question was answered in Romans 5, 11 through 19. Where are you? And Jesus Mm -hmm. came and said... I, I come and I, the second Adam, will actually do what the first Adam was supposed to do. Exactly. Again, beautiful classic passage from Pastor Paul just telling us 
where sin entered the world through one man, that's that's Adam and Eve, right? And yeah. death through sin. But then um, righteousness came through one man, the grace of one man. It says, Jesus Christ would therefore overflow to many. Amen. Amen. Well, as we're kind of moving along, uh, instead of hiding and finding our education where Jesus takes the initiative, uh, then we have on the run. Um, what's going on here, Buster? Yeah, well, this is a story of, maybe uh, I've heard it before, but Jacob and Esau. And Jacob is literally on the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is on the run from his brother Esau because he is, in, in sort of ways, he has deceived his brother and, and received the birthright. And he's fearful of his life. And so in Genesis 28, 10 through 17, we find uh, Jacob falls asleep and in fear of his life, he has this dream and he realizes like he sees this ladder and he sees angels ascending and descending and he wakes up and he realizes that even though he has deceived his brother, even though he has supplanted his brother, he is, uh, God is still with him. And that, that just reminds us that mm-hmm. even though we are sometimes feel distant from God, even though we are distant from God, mm-hmm. God is still with us and he's still trying to teach us lessons. Uh, whether we're close, whether we're hiding, whether we're on the run, God is still there to, to teach us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love this uh, beautiful reminder of, of um, here that God is constantly teaching. So all the way back in the Garden of Eden, here we have again with Jacob, yes. um, Abraham. Um, God is just a really patient, I, I guess that's kind of one of the, do we dare admit to this, Buster, uh, <laughs> that, that teaching requires patience? Oh, my does it. <laughs> my does it. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize this until before, right? I thought right. I had patience as a pastor, but as a, as yeah. a teacher now, yeah. I realize, Lord, help us. <laughs> yeah, even just right before we got on with the, this episode of the podcast, we were talking about kind of this along themes along these lines. And of course, right now with the whole COVID and everything, we're having yeah. to you know, have to slow things down a little bit and everything's getting truncated. The semester is being compacted really down. I think like a lot of a lot of schools are doing the same thing. And so just learning to be extra gracious and, and patient with one another. Our students with, you know, their professors, with me, yeah, yeah. Um, I can think of uh, where, you know, and, and vice versa. Yeah, you know, I, I just had a student say, hey, I emailed you a, a week and a half ago. I'm like, I, I try to answer all my emails. Are you sure? And I went back. Sure enough, it was there, right? Yeah. So yeah. we need patience as well as we need to give patience, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I understand. And I, I forgot the remote to show this video this morning in class. And then suddenly I realized I left it in the car. With my, <laughs> then I ran out to the car and then I left my keys in the classroom. It's just oh, one of those, yes. it's one of those, those, those days. And I just said, weeks. students, yeah, thanks for being gracious to me today. <laughs> I, I needed a little bit of grace myself. So, Amen. Well, um, I guess moving right along with um, Jesus uh, as master teacher, I mean, there's no better way. I mean, it's, it's, it, I don't know what else we can talk about the rest of the quarter. I, I know we are, but uh, when we keep talking about Jesus as the master teacher or as the rabbi, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't get better than that. No, it, it doesn't. So, uh, you, know, you know, as, as you're looking there, I, I know we've talked about this. I think this is probably the, the third or fourth time that we're talking about John chapter 1, 1 yeah. to 14. But it's so important of looking at Jesus as the Logos, expounding mm-hmm. upon the Logos. And uh, here this past Monday, we had Mark Finley on mm-hmm. with our homiletics class. And cool. He reminded us yeah. of the quote from Sister White, which yeah. is the same word that God used mm. in creating the world. The same power yeah. is in the word, right? Wow. And it's, it's in the Bible. 
and Jesus is the embodiment of the word, right? So you yeah. just think about all that power mm-hmm. and what he, how he used it. He used mm-hmm. it to serve people. Yeah, I love it. And and this word right here, it says the word was God. Um, in, well, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was the he was with the God in the beginning and through him all things were made and so on. And this life that was the life was the light of all man and the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And I, I like that visual picture of yeah. the word, which is the personification of everything is God himself. But yet then God, and I think this is a kind of a, a beautiful picture of education is as a light yes and you know what gets me excited as a teacher is when i see my students i share a new concept they've never thought of before you see the light go off you Ah. see the light you see that little sparkle in their eye come on i should say yeah and and it just it it warms my heart and you know i think man this is what teaching's all about yeah is is getting to have those aha moments where and and i think um even more than intellectually but spiritually you know when people's hearts are turned on for the kingdom of god um I, that's what i live for as a teacher you know amen you know michael is yeah. you're talking about light and dark i didn't mm-hmm. realize how much of a theme that is all throughout the book of john isn't it i'm going yeah. through it again once yeah. again with my students but you see mm. you know uh, john chapter three where yeah. jesus speaking to nicodemus nicodemus comes to him at night yeah and then the next day you know yeah. or the next time jesus is speaking yeah. with the samaritan woman in the middle of the day right yeah, yeah. Uh, nicodemus doesn't come to jesus for a long time yeah. but the woman during yeah. the day she comes to jesus immediately and rinse half the town yeah and you see this this placation off of each other light and darkness mm-hmm. and how we're called to come to the light we come to the light by the word of the Lord. Beautiful. Well, and I just saw that light go off um, this last past week. You know, um, I had a student call me um, this last Sabbath and just say, you know what? Um, I've been growing spiritually while I've been here at Southwestern. Amen. And um, I've made a decision. I want to be baptized. I don't know when I want to be baptized yet, Yeah. but I just, I know I want to be baptized and I want to grow um and, and make that full commitment to, to god and amen and i just you know i felt myself lighter all weekend long like you know hey this is what it's all about that, that, you know it, it really is you know to uh yeah. sabbath i have mm-hmm. two students that are they're getting baptized yeah and that's right it just it just yeah it just opens up and just realizes this is what we're here for we're mm-hmm. here to, to share that light right beautiful so it, it yeah sometimes we ask ourselves what am i doing here yeah but that reminds us exactly why we're here exactly oh by the way i had to tell a little ps to that i i, I had to also ask the student i said i don't think she'd mind me telling you this but um what made the biggest difference and she said you know i got off of social media mm. and i started reading the bible <laughs> and i just thought to myself that just kind of gripped me like you I, know I, I think i think we can end the podcast now i think right? we, can, we, can, we can end life right now just saying yeah. put down social media put down the cell phone yeah. put down the television remote stop pick being up the distracted bible. Yeah, yeah pick up the bible let god speak to your heart it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing isn't it all right. Well, um, I guess that, you know, talked about Rabbi Jesus and then a woman talks back um, on Wednesday's lesson, Buster. Yeah. You know, this is a, a, a very good story, a very good account of the story, I should say, in Matthew mm-hmm. 15, verse 21 through 28, and also found in Mark 7, verse 24 through 30. And it's a, a woman, a Canaanite woman or a Gentile woman. And Jesus accompanies uh, or, or, or she actually comes to Jesus and as a result of her not being a Jew, she comes and says, Jesus, my, my daughter has, uh, is demonically possessed. Please heal, heal my daughter. And he goes back and forth, forth with her from, 
from the from the sound of it, from, as you're reading, it sounds like is Jesus getting crass with this woman? But mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. he's making a, an intentional point, and we mm-hmm. find that here in chapter 43 of barriers broken down. Uh, Sister White was saying that he, she, Jesus was intentionally went there to give the disciples a lesson that the pride of the Jewish nation needed to come down in order to witness to everyone. Mm. And uh, he utilized this moment as a teaching moment for the disciples. Yeah. And she went away, and when yeah. she got home, her daughter was healed wow. because Jesus took off this moment to actually heal this woman's daughter. Wow, wow. Well, we have a similar kind of story on um, Thursday of healing, um, looking at Jesus and blind Bartimaeus, kind of where we began the lesson. Yeah. Um, and Mark chapter 10. And here we have, again, um, this just incredible story of healing we have um, as they're going to Jericho. So they would have been up high going down from Jerusalem on the way down to Jericho. So it's kind of windy little road that's narrow. It's known for lots of bandits, stuff like that. And finally, they're approaching the city, it says. Um, as they're leaving the city, it says, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road begging. Well, that, mm. I guess it shouldn't surprise us too much. That's yeah. been across <laughs> history and across the centuries and different times and places. That's what they did, right? Yeah, you know. You, um, and it said, when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And uh, apparently some of the people thought he was a little too too much. They, they re- actually rebuked him, said, be quiet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He doesn't have time for you. Yeah, what's going on? And he shouts all the more. It says, son of David, have mercy on me. And then Jesus stopped and said, call him. Hey, yeah, bring him br- to me. Bring him to me. And, and the blind man, they said to him, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Can you imagine how thrilling that must have been? Yeah, that's true. And, and then suddenly threw his cloak aside. He jumped to his feet, came to Jesus. And what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think that's a big part of what a, a master teacher does is knowing how to ask questions. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. And Jesus I, was a master at that. He was. You know, it's it's about asking the right questions. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. And and then Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Um, the first thing that strikes me is that this is a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. And Jesus takes pleasure in using teachable moments that other people pass up. It's, it's so, uh, so true, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and... And he was teaching not only this blind man, he was teaching the disciples, right? Yeah. And he's teaching us because it's being recorded. Yeah. So, you know, I I wonder sometimes if we pass up moments where God may be trying to reach into our lives and say, hey, I want your attention. Uh, And it may be uncomfortable. Um, This is awkward. You know, you have somebody that's a beggar on the side of the road. Hey, you know, don't bother him. Yeah. And Jesus, he doesn't miss a beat. And he sees that this is a moment to record one of the most profound miracles that is found for us in sacred, you know, scripture here. Now, now, you know, Michael, I I know sometimes like we say, oh, I've heard the story a thousand times over. Yeah. It amazes me every time I read something over again, just something new you found. Mm -hmm. And the Bible is very intent on putting in details. And one of the details there says that when he got up, he threw off his garment. Yeah. And then he came to Jesus. Wow. Right. And I'm like, man, I was like, I can't help but preach. I'm like, what's this mean? <laughs> I was like, preach it. That we need to take off our, ra- yeah. our our garments that's filthy rags. And so we can take on the righteousness of Christ. He was admitting, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm nothing without you. This humility wow. uh, of doing yeah. this. Yeah. And then after he's healed, it says he 
follow Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. a lot of people are healed and they run away. They do their own thing. Like, God, you answer my prayer. Yeah. I'm off doing my own thing. No, that's the time when we have an interaction with Jesus that we continue to follow him. We continue to follow him. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I, that you're bringing, bringing out new highlights here for me as well, you know, and I think that's, you know, sometimes I wonder if we get in the way because we want to wear our own garments mm. and we lose that, that opportunity of that, that Jesus wants to teach us something because we're just, and, and isn't that kind of one of the biggest problems with hangups with, with learning is it's true. preconceived ideas and barriers. Presuppositions. <laughs> that, that make it hard for us to see reality. Yes, yes it is. I mean, break us out of our box, you do, know? Do we dare talk about, uh, I, and listen here, this is not a politically charged statement, but sometimes even in this election, Ooh. people have dug in their heels, yeah. right? Yeah. And they say, I refuse to move one way or the other. Yeah. But we, as the body of Christ, yeah. we, we, we only dig our heels for one thing, and that's for thus says the Lord. Other than that, we need to be learners, right? Yeah. So wow. teachers, the best mm. teachers are the best learners. Jesus, yeah. the yeah. master teacher, was the best observer and learner of people. He knew people because he observed from them and he learned from them and therefore he was a master teacher. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wonder what would happen if we did more instead of being so partisan. Um, By the way, it's kind of interesting to me. My reading of Ellen White, I know we're just on a little rabbit trail in politics, but you know, um, my reading of Ellen White is she cautions about being partisan, but she doesn't say we shouldn't be political. Yeah. Ellen White is definitely political. You know, she stood up against slavery. She was yes, definitely she for abolition. Uh, she, she took, stood, she did, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, she took a group out to vote. Yeah. On the, on the uh, Sabbath. On the Sabbath, right? Yeah, because it was important. I'm afraid to say it, right? Yeah. I don't know why he wanted to throw any rocks at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, hey, Ellen White didn't. She, yes. You know, I mean, not if you can vote another time, but in this case, they were trying to exclude the Sabbath keepers there. And it's just like, take them. And, and temperance, another big yes. issue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but her politics was informed and illuminated by Scripture. Amen. So, yeah. it, and I think oftentimes is is is. Adventists or even Christians, we can get that backwards. We allow our politics Ooh. to filter and hit our faith rather than the other way around. Yeah, and and I th- I think that's what I my read of Ellen White is. We should be political as long as our politics is informed and based on biblical values and the kingdom values in our lives. But we don't we're not partisan and yeah. and um. But yeah, I wonder what would happen if we spent more time listening to one another. Um, I. I, I had something that was not even meant to be a political post recently this last week. And people start v- putting on there, I voted for a certain candidate. And I'm like, well, that's fine, but I would much rather yeah. it didn't actually have anything to do with what I was talking about. But but now that you mentioned it, I'd love to know more why your thinking is rather than just I'm doing such and such. And so there's something about listening uh, to one another. But yeah, sometimes too often, I think we have these preconceived ideas, these barriers that end up hindering us from being able to really grow and so yeah i love that take off the coat um take off that cloak um and and those preconceived ideas in our our minds and and only really i think at the end of the day it's the holy spirit and we have to be willing yeah as ellen white says to be made willing yeah and you know it's his it's his design if you notice jesus never forced a healing upon anyone isn't that beautiful? People always yeah. desired it, yeah. and he answered their volition, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they mm-hmm. asked for healing, or he asked them. He asked for permission. Yeah. Do you want to be made well? And, and uh, John chapter 5, the mm-hmm. man who's uh, uh, the paralytic for 38 years. Yeah. And I'm like, why did he ask them that? Well, yeah. because some people don't want to be made well. 
Mercy. Some people like begging. Some people like being spiritually poor, right? Wow. And they don't yeah. want the healing. Therefore, he's not going to force it on anyone. And I think the same thing's true with uh, education, right? I mean, you can't force a person to learn. No, you we can. Can't. We can teach the classes in the classroom. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> but we can't force somebody to actually say, hey, um, it, they have to actually respond and be willing uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. And so, you know, as we're, as we're closing now, I, I would love to ask, what is it that you desire uh, mm. to our audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that a lot of times our intentions yeah. are oftentimes mixed up because our desires are mixed up. And so... I pray that all of us are desiring the the word of the Lord or desiring a relationship with God as a result of it. Well, our intentions will change and our thoughts will change. Our actions will change. Our habits will change. Therefore, our characters will change. And maybe if we're really honest with ourselves, we might discover we think we're really great, but we might find that spiritually we're that beggar on the side of the road. Mm. But Jesus, if we're willing and desirous as much, um, that Jesus is all the more willing to stop and make that a teachable moment for God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. So, well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. Yes, I believe so. So this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.